Welcome to Ministry in Motion, where we explore best practices for your ministry in the 21st century. Whether you're a pastor or a lay leader in your local church, God wants you to be a great Christian leader. And our topic today, developing Bible study interests, is so practical, I know that you'll be blessed. Our guest is Brittany Sherwin. Brittany, good to have you back on Ministry in Motion. Thank you for having me. It's been so exciting to hear your personal testimony. You're, you're preparing to be a speech-language pathologist, mm-hmm. but God has impressed you that he wants everyone, every follower of Jesus, to know, not only know the Bible, but know how to share it with others. Yeah. In just a couple of minutes, could you summarize your journey that's brought you to this place, still planning your professional career, mm-hmm. but uh, God's put that burden on your heart to share his word with others. Sure. Well, I grew up in a Christian home and my mom taught me the Bible at a young age, Um, but it wasn't until I was in college that I was really challenged with, did I know my Bible for myself? When I went on a mission trip to Lebanon and I was asked all these questions and God really led in that conversation, but I realized how much I needed to know the word for myself. And after that, uh, I had the opportunity to go to the Philippines and I was a student missionary there for a year and during that time I learned how to share my faith through stories through the Word of God but not really knowing how to share on certain topics and so the Lord also showed me again I want you to be more equipped so I went back to school and after one semester the Lord led me to Bible school in California to Amazing Facts Center of Evangelism and during that program the four-month program I had practical hands-on experience on how to give Bible studies But the neat thing about it it was I wasn't the only one that was there, and it wasn't just college students that were there. There was 17-year-olds all the way to 65-year-olds, people taking a break from their career, just wanting to come and learn so that they could use that, the skills that they learned in their their career or in their ministry in in many different ways. And you've taken an interlude before graduate school. You've been uh, studying the Bible and training Bible workers uh, for how long now? About two and a half years since I finished my graduate or my undergraduate degree. Um, so I've been teaching the Bible for over three years now. And how many Bible studies have you given? Well, I tried to figure it out one time and someone kind of helped me that was good at math and they said, you've at least given over 5,000 Bible studies. And you've trained? Probably over 50 people, um, 50 lay people. You know, that's so inspirational because you're, you're not a, a full-time planning career being a Bible teacher. No. You're planning to be a speech-language pathologist, mm-hmm. but you believe that anyone can learn. Yes, and that's been the exciting thing, is working with different individuals. You'll have a builder come with me, a teacher from um, psychology come with me, um, someone who's a homemaker come with me and learn how to give Bible studies for, for themselves. And it just helps them build confidence that they too um, can share their faith and they don't have to have Bible training. They don't have to to have a Bible school that they've gone to or even be a pastor in full-time ministry that they um, are called to make disciples just like anyone else. So let's say I want to give a Bible study. How do I find someone who's interested in studying the Bible? Are they, are they out there just have to find them? 
Yeah, that's the amazing thing. There's so many people that are just hungering and thirsting to, to know Jesus more and to understand the Bible and, and understanding what's going on in our world today. There's a lot of people with questions. Um, the, the main ways that I've met people that are interested um, is often starting off with Christian ministries that have a list of, of people who requested information from them. And so I'll contact a ministry and ask them if they'd be willing to share some of their names so that I could go and offer Bible studies to them. And some ministries will, and so then I'll go door to door to those homes, and and I'll just share that I'm with uh, I'm a lay person with that ministry, and we have free Bible studies that they're welcome to to try out, and I'll meet people that way. Um, now, some people say, but Brittany, I just um, I don't know if I could stand people saying no, no, no. Um, not everybody's interested, right? So, what gives you the energy and the courage? to go with possible rejection uh, facing you. Well, that Bible verse in Galatians 6, 9 says, and let us not grow weary while doing good, for we will um, reap in, in due season if we do not lose heart. And that verse has really been um, encouraging to me, and that's what I've seen as I'm going door to door and meeting people in the community, that I will get rejection, but then God will send somebody who's truly searching, and that person and their you know desire to know God keeps me going. And it just is awesome to see people that are truly hungering and thirsting for Christ. Um, so one of the ways is through contacting the, the media ministries, um, and then other is, is through friendships that people already have. So um, we talk about developing an interest. It may have been developing for years as a friendship. Yes. Um, there's one gentleman that comes to mind where he and his co-worker, one was an electrician and another one was a printer, and they had worked together for over 30 years, and they were friends, and one of them was a believer in, in God, and the other one was kind of a nominal Christian, and the, the believer had kind of fallen away from a closer walk with God, but in his later years, he, he was coming back to Christ and, and just being rejuvenated in his walk with Jesus, and he just couldn't keep it to himself. And so, so he went to his friend? Yeah, he, and the, the <laughs> friend that they talked about everything together, um, he started sharing with him what he was learning, and the friend just opened up spiritually. And, and so the, the believer said, um, I'm not sure that I can study with you because I live an hour or hour and a half away but I'm going to connect you with somebody who can study the Word of God. And so that's how I met um, this gentleman, and we started studying together, and he gave his life to Jesus, and he um, is a, a committed follower of Christ now because of his friend um, that he'd known for over 30 years and that relationship they had. So making friendships, uh, following up on a lead of someone who's expressed an interest already? Mm -hmm. um, so let's say you meet a person now, what's the first step? We're going to look at that after the break, but um, how do you know what studies to use? Do you have to get to know them first? Yes, definitely. Um, you need to know if they already have that relationship with Jesus or if they're just beginning that journey to know him. And so the, the series of lessons that um, you use will depend on where they're at spiritually and, and what they're searching for. And after the break, we'll look at... What lessons could I use? Uh, what should my first Bible study be? Uh, how do I lead a person to a personal relationship with Jesus? Because really that's more important than anything else. Mm -hmm. We're talking about developing Bible study interest. And we've learned already there are people all around us just waiting uh, for the invitation. 
right after the break. We'll learn more about developing Bible study interests right here on Ministry in Motion. Welcome back to Ministry in Motion. Our topic today, developing Bible study interests. Our guest, Brittany Sherwin. Brittany, before the break, we talked about uh, there are people all around us. Some have actually expressed an interest in a Christian ministry. Mm -hmm. Uh, Maybe they've been watching a program or uh, subscribing to a podcast, and and they're just waiting, or maybe a friend. Mm -hmm. And uh, so you're going to their home. Mm -hmm. What are you looking for? I know you train a lot of people, but you've also done it yourself. Mm -hmm. Uh, What are you looking for as you build rapport and know where to begin? Well, usually the first meeting that I have with somebody, I bring different options for Bible study to them. And the first thing that I'll do is I'll ask them what kind of questions that they have about God or about the Bible or what they're seeking to know. And then I'll take notes of those questions. And then the next thing that I'll do is I'll show them the different options of Bible studies that I have. So you'll actually bring... a copy of yeah, a copy of each lesson, and um, and I'll show them you know the first series of lessons is more basic, looking at um, how to develop a relationship with God. If there's a loving God, why does He allow suffering and pain and those types of things? How can I have that saving? Watching for their reaction. Yeah, how can I have that saving relationship? And if they say, "Oh yeah, I already know all of that," then I'll show with them a study on prophecy because a lot of people that are Christians are wanting to understand the books of Daniel and Revelation and how they're relevant for today. Mm-hmm. And so I'll, I'll share with them that series of lessons. And, and many times people's eyes will light up because they say, you know, I've opened those books of the Bible so many times and I've been so confused. I don't know how to understand them. Mm-hmm. And so depending on the person's background and what questions that they've shared that they have interest in learning and how they react when I show them the different study guides, then that depend, that shows me um, which lesson that I should begin with. You know, I think that's a great strategy uh, for all of us to remember where you ask them what their interest is, mm-hmm. maybe what they're studying or what they would like to understand. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking of the story of Philip the deacon with the Ethiopian official, mm-hmm. and, and, and he was reading from the prophet Isaiah, wasn't he? Uh-huh. And, and it says in the text that, that Philip began with that very text. Mm-hmm. So you're, you're meeting people where they are, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and um, you begin a series of studies with them. Mm-hmm. Are you asking them to make a decision after each study, or are you just conveying information? What, what's your plan? Sure. Um, Well, it's so important that every topic that I study with them, that they think about how can I apply this in my life? Because um, it's one thing to gain information, but it's another thing to be transformed by the Word of God. And so every study that I do with somebody, whether it's just how to to read the Bible or whether it's how to be saved, I always ask them for a a decision at the end, whether it's um, as simple as, um, you know, do you understand what we've studied today? And do you want to ask Jesus to help you um, in your daily walk with him just to grow closer? Something simple like that. Um, or coming to a, a more larger decision like, have you accepted Christ as your Savior? And, and so every study that we do, we always ask for a decision at the end. And then the people get more and more comfortable with saying, you know what? When I learned about this, then it made a difference in my life instead of, well, that was interesting, but, you know, right. it didn't do anything. So I, I can imagine someone saying, oh, that's what I did wrong. I just had 
20 Bible studies that never asked anyone to respond personally, mm -hmm. just conveying information. Mm -hmm. You're asking people to make a commitment along the way. Mm -hmm. Let, let's pause on the presenting the gospel message of Jesus as our Savior. How, how do you help a person to respond and say, I, I want to be become a Christian. I want to accept Jesus mm -hmm. as my Savior. Mm -hmm. Usually after we've studied about salvation and what that means and the difference that it makes in our lives, then I'll ask them um, a couple of questions. Two simple questions that I'll ask them is um, if Jesus was to come back today or if you got in a car accident and you know passed away, would you have assurance of your salvation? And that question helps you to see if they've already made that decision or if they're unsure if they're right with God. And so I'll ask that simple question and, and I'll say, it's okay if, if you don't because I'll share you with you how. And, and so they'll usually say, you know what, I, I know about Jesus, but you know, I'm not really sure what's going to happen after. And so I want to know how. And so after you see that they're interested, then I'll walk them through just four simple steps of accepting Christ. And the first one is believing that God loves them personally and that he actually died for them personally. And um, the verse that I'll share is John three sixteen. And, and That's just for God them, so loved the world. Yeah, that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting so the life. The first step is believing that God, that God loves, loves them. them personally. Yeah, okay. yeah. And then the, the second step that I'll share with them is that when you realize that God is running after you and that he loves you that much that he was willing to give up his son, then it gives you that desire to turn towards him and turn away from your old life. And, and that's what we call repentance. And so then I'll share with them Acts chapter 2 and verse 38 um, about how when we repent that God will bring about that transformation in our lives, a time of refreshing from the presence of the Lord that he'll blot out our sins. And so then I, I share with them that, you know, when we come to Christ, we say, Jesus, I want to turn away from that old life and I need you to come in and help me have a new life with you. And so the second step is, is repentance. The third step that I'll share with them is, is how to get rid of the individual sins in their life, the guilt um, and maybe the things that they regret. And so I'll share with them to confess, which is the third step. Um, and that's what we read in 1 John 1, 9, that if anyone confesses his sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Powerful promise. It is. And then the, the final step that I'll share with them is um, what we read in Revelation chapter 3, verse 20, where Jesus is standing at the door and knocking. And he says, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come into him and dine with him and he with me. And so I'll share with them how it's so important that when you ask Jesus for forgiveness, that you continually invite him into your life on a daily basis to build that relationship with him and and that when he removes the old life that you need to have it replaced with Christ because otherwise you'll just go back to the old life very easily and and so I share with them those four simple steps and then I ask them have you um, do you believe that Jesus actually died for you personally and and then you know we'll talk about that if they have a, a struggle with that um, and then I'll walk them through each of those four steps and until they say you know what I, I really do want to invite Jesus into my life and then I'll give them an opportunity to pray and ask Jesus to come into their lives and after the break I want to hear some of the experiences of what that did in people's lives mm -hmm. can you imagine 
inviting a person to accept Jesus as their personal Savior and Lord. What joy that would bring not only to their heart, but also to your heart as we're talking here on Ministry in Motion about developing Bible study interests, the love of God pouring through us to bless the lives of others. We'll be right back with more Ministry in Motion right after the break. Welcome back to Ministry in Motion. Our topic today, developing Bible study interests. Our guest, Brittany Sherwin. Brittany, it's been such a blessing to have you on Ministry in Motion. To see how God's used you as a young professional, you don't at this point have the ambition to be a full-time Bible teacher, mm -hmm. but you believe that everyone can share the Word. Mm -hmm. So uh, you, we talked before the break about sharing uh, four simple steps as part of a Bible study series on accepting Jesus. Mm -hmm. um, how does that affect you when you see a person accept Jesus? Mm -hmm. And how does it affect them in terms of their openness to the rest of the Bible studies? Sure. Well, for me in my own life, it, it always awakens that new birth experience when I see somebody coming to that decision for themselves. Because me growing up, I don't remember a time before knowing Jesus or before having him be, um, you know, number one in my life. And so when I see others having that experience, turning from a life of, of you know, outward sin and, and away from God to having him come into their lives and transform them, it's just so exciting to see that change. And it just um, re-inspires my faith and that, you know, Christ is at work in everyone's lives and that he is calling each one of us to, to choose to follow him. So it does something for you. I think of Jesus, he said, given it will be given back to you, right? Yes. Pressed down and running over. Mm -hmm. uh, what, what change does it bring? Because you, you're saying don't wait until the end of the studies to ask them to make a commitment. Mm -hmm. Early on, you're inviting them to accept Jesus personally. Mm -hmm. That text you mentioned in Revelation 3, to open the heart door yes. and accept Jesus in as Lord and Savior. Mm -hmm. um, how does it change the person and their uh, approach to, to the Word of God? Then after they accept Jesus into their lives, they say, whatever Jesus wants, when he's done this for me, whatever he wants for my life, then I'm willing to follow. And so as they're learning new things that may challenge what they previously believed, they realize, you know what? Jesus has done so much for me. If he wants me to give up this or, or if he wants me to start doing this and applying this in my life, that's the least that I can do to follow him. So there's a change that happens as they've mm -hmm. made that commitment. Mm -hmm. What if you come to a topic that's totally new to them, which I'm sure happens if mm -hmm. they've not studied the Bible much before, mm -hmm. or even if they've been a Christian, it's something that challenges a long-held belief. Mm -hmm. And they're like, I don't know if I believe that. Is, is it okay to leave that and go on to another study? Mm -hmm. Some people go, well, if you don't believe that, then I'm not coming back. Yes, for the most part, I continue studying with the people um, because there's so much in the Word of God that He has for us. And if um, maybe at that time in their life, something's going on where they just don't feel open to, to receiving that truth. But um, as God continues to, to guide them, then maybe later on, they'll, they'll actually say, wow, you know what? I didn't understand that at the time, but now it makes sense. And so I usually, you know, always offer them, look, there's so many other things that we can study. That's just one thing that maybe, you just need a little bit more clarity on or maybe you need to dig a little deeper um, and so let's go ahead and study some more things mm -hmm. together and I've seen different times where people will start to soften the Holy Spirit will work on their hearts and they'll realize wow you know what 
um, that wasn't so, you know, off the wall. That actually is what God wants for my life. I just wasn't quite ready when we were studying that topic to accept it. How important, Brittany, is prayer in developing Bible study interests, both personal prayer for you as a teacher and also with the person when you're studying together? Yes, it's so vital. For, for me, I have to lift up the people that I'm studying with during the week in prayer every morning because um, they're, they're going through struggles that the devil doesn't like it when people start getting closer to God and start digging deeper in the Word. I've seen some, some crazy experiences that have happened to people as they're making decisions. One lady, for instance, was um, walking across the street with her grandchildren, and she'd been studying the Bible, and she was ready to make a commitment to Christ, and she got hit by a drunk driver. Mm. And she and her grandkids were okay. The, the angels protected them. They were all right. But after that experience, she, she realized how important it was to take that step in following Christ because there's a battle going behind the scenes. And life is uncertain. We don't yeah. know how long we have. Yes. Um, and so that's, that's something that, that you'll see. Um, and so we just need, you know, prayer. It's so vital. Um, another thing during the studies, I always start off with prayer, asking the Holy Spirit to guide us. Um, and then at the end, I always take prayer requests. And that is when people really open up and they really share what's going on in their lives. And maybe you've studied a topic that you thought, oh, this is what we need to pray about. But that topic actually touched them in a different way than you were in anticipating. And they'll share, you know what? When we studied about this, God told me that I need to give up that. And, oh. and you'll see the Holy Spirit working as they share. And they say, but I'm struggling with this. Would you ask you know, God to help me? And when we pray together, oftentimes people will um, open their eyes after the prayer and, and tears will be coming down their eyes. And, and you can just see how God touched them to see that, wow, you really cared enough to, to lift up my burden to Christ. And so prayer is, is so vital. I, I can't stress that enough that um, without the power of God, these studies would go nowhere. Now, we have pastors who watch Ministry in Motion. We have lay leaders. Uh, we have probably young professional people like yourself. You're planning to be a speech-language pathologist. Mm -hmm. um, I hear you saying that sharing the Bible is something that not just pastors need to do or Bible workers, but, mm -hmm. but everyone. Yes, and it was so exciting. I've worked with many different churches throughout Michigan, Maryland, and Delaware, and it's so neat to just see people who have never had the experience to share their faith come and join me on a Bible study and learn that it's not that difficult. I've had 12-year-olds come with me who said, you know what, I want to learn how to share Jesus. And then at church the next week, they stood up and, and shared how exciting it was to give a Bible study. And, and other members said, wow, if that 12-year-old can give a Bible study, you know what, I think I might be able to as well. And I've had people who um, have speech impediments come along on Bible study with me and they are able to build rapport with the people. That's and it beautiful. doesn't matter, you know, that maybe they can't speak as, as perfectly as, as the rest of us, but they're able to share their faith. And a lot of times I found that different church members and lay people are able to connect with the Bible study friend in a way that I wouldn't be able to because of my life experience. Brittany, thanks for sharing with us an amazing uh, testimony. And I just want to invite you, if you've been blessed today, we've got a resource, resource for you, Sharing Your Faith. You can write to us at feedback at ministryemotion.tv. We'll send you a copy. We want you to be excited about sharing your faith. Developing Bible study interests was our topic today on Ministry in Motion. There are lots of other resources at ministryinmotion.tv. God wants you, whether you're a pastor, a lay leader, 
to be a great Christian leader, you have truth to share with those around you. So check out our website at ministryinmotion.tv. Send in for the resource. And may God bless you as you share what you've learned to be a blessing to those around you.